And in your capacity as the chair of the Government Relations Committee, I mean, you work with, and that committee works with, members of our local legislative delegation that try to be a liaison, if you will, with Atlanta as the legislature goes to work on budgets and impacts education. What specifically, if there is anything specific, aside from just money, we'd like more money in here, thank you very much, but besides that, what else do you talk about with these folks? Well, first off, Tim, we uh, meet with them at the beginning of the session, and again, we have two state senators and three House members who represent Clark County, and uh, we try to get together with them typically in December before the session begins, and then we meet with them after the the, uh, session ends. Um, It is true that, that, you know, and and of, of course, you know, it's it would be expected, I guess, that we do talk about money. Um, but there's some. It's not just the amount of money; it's the way that the that that the money is is allotted. You know, is um, is allotted. And so, much of what we do is that we try to explain to the legislators um, how we uh, spend money. For instance, when the uh, uh, when QBE was uh, brought back to the original level it was in 2002, uh, we sat down with them and um, explained how we used that money. It was about a million and a half. We hired staff. We showed them where the staff was, was placed, how we lowered class sizes, and provided other services in terms of stu- uh, dealing with students' emotional, social emotional needs and that type of thing. So we, we do that, and then we also solicit their questions, and we want to provide them whatever information that would be helpful for them in terms of, of what are the school, what are the needs of, of education in Georgia from Clark County's perspective. It sounds as though, and again, Greg Davis, member of the Clark County School Board and chair of the school board's government relations committee, in some respects, when talking about the money that comes from the state, never mind what's collected locally, and that, that makes up the lion's share, obviously, of our Clark County school budget every year, the, mostly those property taxes we pay, and in some respects, mm-hmm. the sales taxes we pay, but that portion of state money that does roll in, as a general way, I don't want to get lost in the weeds too much, but generally speaking, how much local control do you folks on the school board and our our school administrators have with state dollars? I mean, who's deciding how those dollars are allocated? Is that what you're talking about when you talk with these folks? Yeah, I think, you know, the states distribute money uh, primarily based on what they call the QBE formula. Um, And this is something that was developed in 85. That goes all the way back to the Joe Frank Harris days, I think. Right. And not earlier. And it has not been updated in terms of any type of, of COLA cost or cost of living, that type of thing. But that, that not only provides funding to the schools based on enrollment, but it also, but that enrollment in turn um, uh, determines with the staffing that is covered by QBE. Um, we have a situation here where under the, the formula that was established in 85, 75% of our teachers are primarily um, uh, paid for through the QBE formula. The other 25% of our teaching, teachers are having to be funded through local tax base. Um, and those are actual teaching positions. Right. I mean, okay, not, are, not, what, not in terms no. of teacher raises or any of that no. stuff. We're talking about the actual positions right. themselves. Right, because the formula, and, and I think one classic example is, according to the QBE formula, 
Clark County, based on its enrollment of about 13,000, uh, are entitled to four social workers for the, for the district. Um, we don't feel like that's anywhere near the number that we need, so we actually Good employ that, that's eight. That's one for every 3,000-plus right. students. Holy so, so what we do is that we employ eight. And so four come out of our local revenues mm-hmm. and four come out of the, the comes out of the QBE formula. All right, Greg Davis again on the Clark County Board of Education. From that to this, and it just speaks to that that question of local control. I don't, I'm trying to drag you into this, but at some point you'll be, by virtue of being on the school board, at least involved in the discussion. Uh, how important it is, we'll determine. But you know, this state senator up there in, in Dahlonega, Steve Gooch, who chaired this committee that looked at the school calendars and decided, I think they're going to recommend, I don't know what they decided, but there's at least some suggestion they're going to recommend that schools uh, start later than they do typically now in Georgia. A lot of folks complain, maybe you hear some of these complaints, we're starting the school year too early, some in late July, typically early August here in Clark County. Don't know or care when. Again, the question becomes, who gets to decide that? Is that something that you would like to see remain in local control, or should the state pass a law that says you can't start before Labor Day? I think very definitely that is a local control issue, without, without a doubt. Um, I mean, you may have rural communities that may want to start after Labor Day. You may have urban communities that don't. I think each school district working with, the, with, the, with that community should determine what that calendar is. And that's what we've done. We've, we developed our calendar with, the imp, with a lot of input from, from teachers. There was actually a task force. Uh, that was established with teachers and, and uh, other community folks that established a proposal in terms of calendars for this year, for the, uh, for this, uh, for the next two years. So, Couldn't you just cut and paste UGA's calendar? I mean, it seems like we do that sometimes. Yeah, I think, I mean, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense to do that. Well, a little different um, this year. They actually started a couple of days later than mm-hmm. you did, uh, what, last week. Mm-hmm. So, so, there's so I, I mean, but I think the idea is, is, you know, you raise a good point. We've got UGA here. It's certainly going to drive our train uh, down in Lumpkin County. That's not an issue. So, you know, local control by all means. Greg Davis, a member of the Clark County School Board. A couple of things quickly. Mention the University of Georgia. It's College of Education. Not obviously a lot of teachers who find their way out of that and into the Clark County school system. Beyond that, uh, what are some of the things, some of the ways in which the Clark County School District is and should be working with UGA? Well, one thing is that in our partnership, not only do we uh, accept about 500 interns coming out of um, the education department at UGA into our classrooms, but we also uh, have a lot of instructors that go with those students. In fact, we actually teach education classes in some of our schools. Um, So that's one really important partnership. Of course, we have a, a program that's been around for a, a number of years now where every one of our students every year is um, taken to the UGA campus, and depending on, on their age level and, and what's appropriate and what their attention span is, are taken to different places and basically spend a day at, at, at UGA. So that's another program. We've got Shopping with the Bulldogs, which is something that um, – there are students who, primarily students, who work with our, our families over Christmas to, to, to take them shopping and that type of thing. Um, we have a close connection with the uh, social work department in terms of uh, 
uh, studies and that type of thing. And, and um, with the psychology, you know, we've got students that have um, really serious social-emotional issues. And so we have partnered with, um, you know, uh, primarily students who are in the Ph.D. psychology department um, who are brought in and, and work with those students. And so it's a kind of a laboratory for them, but it also supplements what, what we're trying to do in terms of work with students individually with, with very severe behavior problems. Continuing our conversation with Greg Davis, District 1, Eastside District, on the Clark County Board of Education. Now, it retired from the Clark County School District back in 2011, working now as a licensed professional counselor, a teacher for a number of years, and also a counselor in middle schools, a lot of that over in the Augusta area. A bit about that resume. What did you teach, first of all? Uh, I taught U.S. history, citizenship, economics. Okay, and this the, the work as a counselor, what was that about? Well, I was actually at a very inner-city school called Tubman Middle School in Augusta. Uh, it was a school that uh, fed all the housing projects within Augusta. Um, and it was, it was challenging, but I sure learned a lot and like to think I made some impact. All right, and we see some of those same, listen, every community sees some of those same issues we do here in Athens. Listen, you, you, you look at, and we all discuss, the poverty rate here in Athens uh, by some measures, by some metrics, take from the data what you will, as high a poverty rate as you will find anywhere in the country. Those kids are in our classrooms. They come from families in our classrooms. I even hear these stories. I, I have a hard time getting my mind around them, of homeless students in our schools. I mean, I, I just imagine studying for an algebra test when you spent last night in a car someplace. I mean, that, that's got to be difficult. It brings with it its own set of dynamics. And, and you folks as a school board trying to, trying to govern in that, in that environment, the, the challenges that you see and the challenges you see as a counselor as you interact with these students. What are um, they? Well, I mean, first off, you're right in terms. Of, I mean, our homeless population goes into into the uh, triple digits. Uh, you know what what we need to do, and and just to kind of cut to the quick is um, we are really into what is called wraparound services. In other words, we cannot simply look at our student population as a as a eight to three responsibility and basically ignore whatever takes place outside the classroom. And only for those eight and a half, nine months of the year. Right. So what we try to do is that, is that first off, is that, that many of our social workers, that's what they're engaged in. In fact, we have one social worker that's specifically for the homeless population. Uh, but you also have kids who are coming out of um, a situation that, that is not conducive to pursuing their their education um, and uh, and one of the big emphasis that we have in this district is really um, uh, early learning um, we we are really interested in in every young person uh, being involved with pre-k and for those particularly those who are who come from households that have real challenges uh, in terms of working with kids, caring for kids, uh, we would like to see them in Head Start, early Head Start. We even have a program that, that works with 
pregnant moms. Um, Within the school w- population. W- w- they No, I'm talking about who who will be, be giving birth to the students right. that will be students in right, four or five right. years. Okay. And, and, and this is coming out of federal money. When you start talking Head Start, yeah. early Head Start, and the and the working with pregnant women that by I the just way mentioned. any of that impacted by this situation we're dealing with the, the shutdown or do you know is it too soon to know not so far mm-hmm. uh i haven't heard anything about that you know those those dollars have already been lo- um, have been allocated mm-hmm. and so you know for this school year um, you know i get and and people who've listened to me over the years have heard this little spiel from me i did my my head start program and, and you and i are basically the same age i'm guessing here my head start program pretty much probably the same as yours my head start program was my mom in my mm-hmm. case she was a, a mother who a, she's always embarrassed by this i'm always amazed by it she had a sixth grade education She's the one who taught me to read. I didn't go. I didn't go to kindergarten. Pre-K didn't even exist. She stood there at a, a chalkboard, chalk in hand, and spelled out words. And, and my job was to spell them back and recite them and learn how to pronounce them and learn the alphabet. My mother was my pre-K. My mm-hmm. mother was my head start. Uh, now, I, what I've come to understand over the years is that I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Was blessed mightily in that respect. Uh, a lot of folks aren't as fortunate. Probably most folks aren't as fortunate. Uh, that said, can our school system, can our government step in and in any way fill that role? Should it? Well, again, I'm talking about you know having educational programs for very young children, and I think there, I think we have to. I think your experiences, my experiences. One thing it was based on, and I don't know about your situation, but I know in terms of you know, back in the day, so to speak, we had uh, many parents, at least one parent would be home mm-hmm. and be able to, to work with the children. Um, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would imagine that if you check uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, that the, you know, the number of, of parents that you would find home is dramatically uh, down from what it was in, in the so, so in, what do we call in, them? In the Latchkey 60s. kids, lockkey kids, whatever it is that right. That, yeah, that, and 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 so and then when parents come home, there's not that focus on education. There's there's you know they've got they got other concerns um, than than reading to their children. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I know mm-hmm. when sometimes when I deal with our our legislators, uh, one in particular uh, is very concerned about this talk about wraparound services think that we're trying to replace parents um we're really not but we're but what we're doing is that we're dealing with a situation that we're faced with and for us to say you know we ought to have something different we ought to get parents to you, do you this you play the ball where it lies right right thank you greg davis clark county school board uh clark county school superintendent demond means i uh, got we have a sample size now and in terms of his performance uh, and you folks are the ones who evaluate that performance where are you on him well, uh, I think that we think that we've got we are we are set uh, for dramatic change in in the uh, in the county. Um, clearly, you know, we're talking uh, when when Dr. Means came, he was all about you know the data. Let's let's you know. In other words, I'm not simply going to talk here about uh, we're going to make people feel better. We're going to actually change reading levels of of students. Um, their um, um, their performance on on math, math assessments, uh, the amount of discipline problems that we have in the schools. In other words, he laid all that out there, and and we've established metrics, or um, with him in terms of what what 
uh, improvements would be made. Are you seeing the improvement? It really comes to pass in May and June. Okay. Um, get back to you in six right, months. Okay. Right. So it's, it's, so it's literally, we, we're all set to go. Um, those metrics end in, in uh, 2020. So, you know, so we'll see if, if, if everything that he has sought to achieve, if it's been achieved. Um, you know, being a superintendent is like driving a battleship, you know. I was and, just about to make right. the turn the battleship around analogy because right. it sounds like what you're talking right. about there. It's going to take a while to, to effectively get a handle of it. And then you find out, for whatever reason, you find out it's not what you want, what do you do? Right, and, and, and of course, some of the issues that, that, that Dr. Means has, has, has brought forward, uh, initially starting with the, with, with, with the problem of equity. Having been on the board prior to Dr. Means coming, the numbers that, that, that he produced um, in the um, fall of, uh, I'm getting mixed up in my years now, but I think it's in the fall of 2017, um, were, yeah, I think that's right. Mm -hmm, it would be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, were in stark contrast to what we were seeing before. Quickly and uh, very quickly, like 30 seconds here, you represent an east side district. Ever since I've been here, it's been that east versus west thing. The east is the stepchild. Is, is that improving or, or does it need to? Well, what we have on the agenda is uh, a potential boys and girls club on the east side. We're talking about expanding a Head Start program. Um, over there on the east side. There are things that was talking about building a library on the east side. So <laughs> when those three things happen, we're, we won't feel so much of a stepchild. Oh, Greg Davis, uh, Clark County Board of Education District 1 on the Clark County School Board. Uh, second term, you're starting your second term there? I've already started in January, in fact, this month. This month, starting his second term. Uh, thanks for rolling out here this morning. Oh, sure. Loved it. Nice. I just love talking about education, and I don't really think, given how much money we spend on it, <laughs> both individually and as a state, we don't pay enough, enough attention 